listener production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 30th of January. Today, Tim Zhu throws verbal jabs at Scaredy Cat Champ, Coach declares Mana safe despite Fawn Slump, and where Bernard Tomic was plying his trade while the best in the tennis biz were at the Australian Open. But first... This year, the greatest show on earth is headed for Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas. We've known all season that this year's Super Bowl would be played in Las Vegas, Nevada, and now we know which two teams will be playing. And there it is, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers overcame a slow first half and a 17-point halftime deficit to eke out a three-point win over the underdog Detroit Lions to claim the AFC Championship and book a spot in Super Bowl 58. But who will they be playing? It's back to Pacheco. Pacheco drives across for the Chiefs' touchdown. The Kansas City Chiefs, who have featured in three of the last four Super Bowls, winning two of them, are back for Super Bowl 58 at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas after defeating the Baltimore Ravens in the NFC Conference Championship. And from a neutral's perspective, the Chiefs making the big game is great because they bring an extra hit of star power to the game. Yes, Taylor Swift herself will be on hand for the Super Bowl after boyfriend and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey put in his best performance of the year to help put the Chiefs on track for a third Super Bowl ring in five years. But it won't be easy for Tay-Tay to be there for kickoff. But I gotta make that play. Swift is in the middle of her era's world tour and she is due to perform in Tokyo, Japan on February 10th, the night before the Super Bowl. So, in order to take her spot as Chiefs cheerleader number one, she'll need to jump a plane straight after the show and endure a 12-hour flight into Vegas for the game. But whether the Chiefs win or lose, she'll be on another plane not long afterwards to get down under to Australia for the first stop of the Australian leg of her tour in Melbourne on Feb 16th. Jet lag is insane, you guys. But hey, you can't put a price on true love. It was the win that threatens to reignite the fire in one of the great cricketing nations. Inspired by their 24-year-old rookie firebrand Shamar Joseph, the West Indies claimed their first test victory on Australian soil in 27 years. And while the loss was the only blemish on Australia's summer of cricket so far, the result has forced something of an inspection of the Aussie batting lineup. What the hell happened? The two test series against the West Indies saw the Aussies field a new look lineup with new opener Steve Smith alongside Osman Khawaja at the top, Marnus Labuschagne at number three, Cam Green moving up in the order to number four, with Travis Head and Mitch Marsh at five and six. And while Smithy and Usman had their averages protected by some not out innings, the real damage came in the middle order. Oh. Edge that's taken. Marnus Labuschagne goes, and it's Sinclair again. The reputation of Marnus Labuschagne, the number four ranked test batsman in the world, took a hit against the Windies after he scored just 19 runs and an average of six across the two tests. Well, that wasn't very good. But ahead of next month's two test tour of New Zealand, national coach Andrew McDonald has reassured Marnus and the rest of the order that nothing's changing and everyone is staying put. No, no, we're not in the uh, in the mood to change the batting order. Um, we feel like as a collective that that unit will be able to have success. Next up, the Aussie men's side tackled the West Indies in an ODI match at the MCG on Friday. I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. 
Right now, Tim Zhu is on a plane bound for the United States in preparation for his Las Vegas debut fight against Keith Thurman in March. But before he boarded the flight, Zhu, the WBO super welterweight champ, had a very direct message for American Jamel Charlo. I've come to the conclusion that I'm never going to fight him because he's a, he's a bit of a coward. For some time now, Charlo has been Zhu's great white whale. As Zhu has continued to climb the boxing ranks, Charlo has always been just out of reach. The former undisputed champion of the light middleweight division, Charlo, pulled out of a scheduled fight with Zhu last January due to a broken hand before choosing to fight boxing icon Canelo Alvarez, forcing the WBO to strip Charlo of the WBO belt and by proxy, his undisputed crown. He's not my king. Now the WBC has joined in the belt stripping party and taken that accolade off Charlo too, something that Zhu believes was long overdue. Finally, all the sanctioning bodies are realising uh, that he's a fraud and that, you know, he, he, went, he went so hard to win the belts and you've got to go even harder to keep him, you know. And what did he do? He just stopped fighting. And so it seems that Zoo is ready to move on. Let him go into hiding and into his little holiday, into his little whatever he does. So not my concern. He's not on the radar at all for anyone anymore at the moment because he's got nothing to bring. Zoo will be aiming to continue his climb with victory over Thurman on March 30th before a potential blockbuster bout with undisputed champion Terence Crawford. And he's only the second Italian man in the Open era to claim a Grand Slam title. Please welcome your Australian Open men's singles champion for 2024, Yannick Sinner. 22-year-old Italian Yannick Sinner is still bathing in the glow of his maiden major victory after defeating Russian Daniel Medvedev in a five-set thriller in the Australian Open men's final. But Sinner isn't the only one toasting single success. There's stuff I want to do, stuff I can do in like this what? sport of tennis. And you know, I can win Wimbledon. We all know this, I know this. You know, I'm probably top 10 player in the world on grass. And, and I will do it. Before I retire, I will do it. Bernard Tomic has also claimed another career title over the weekend. Bernie is now the ITF M25 Chennai champion after defeating India's Sassy Kumar Makund in the final in straight sets. The win came on what's known as the Futures Tour, the lowest level of the men's professional game, as Tomek continues to grind his way back into tennis relevancy. After falling to outside the top 800 in the world, Bernie has found his way to 290th in the rankings and pocketed a cool $5,500 for his efforts in India. Now, for those of you wondering, a round trip from Australia to Chennai costs about $1,100, so the trip has been a financial success for Tommy. We make some real money. But let's just quickly compare it to Sinner's financial windfall from the Open, which was $3.15 million. So, if we do some quick maths, $3.15 million minus 5000 carry the two. Yeah, Tomic would have to win the ITF M25 Chennai tournament 583 more times for his bank balance to match up to Yannick's. But a win is a win, and a trophy is a trophy. So well played, Bernard. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.